Welcome. It's Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Fantastic, and we're going to get started in a little bit. We're going to hold the door for a little while, uh, and so please, listening audience, enjoy the music of Floating Goat, and if you don't, just like, you know, fast forward in time until, uh, until the comedy starts. We're going to get a little late start tonight, but thanks for sticking tune and sticking with us. It's Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Uber's website today and I thought it looked too good to be true. How amazing that Uber drivers make more money than any other type of transportation driver. But I knew
It's it's buffering. I was playing a why Uber is a scam math explains YouTube video, but of course it's been hacked by the man, so you can't see why Uber is a scam. Oh, here we go. That much. Uber was really cheap as a passenger, but yet Uber drivers make so much money. How does that work? Well, we did some math. See, there again, the Illuminati is making it not work by making it buffer because they don't want you to know about Uber being a scam. Do you see? Do you see? It's not even letting us. Uber doesn't want you to know. That's what it says at the bottom, and that's why it won't. It won't. Uh, it won't buffer right now. I was trying to make this an interesting show at the beginning while we were waiting by putting in weird Uber things about how evil they are, but they won't even let you because they already own the internets too. Isn't that amazing? It's like, all I get is the, so here's the sad truth about the type of driver that is on the road for Uber right now. It's a bunch of comedians. That's the sad truth about the drivers that are on the road right now for Uber. Please about be afraid the type for your of life. Driver that is on the I know I'm I'm too high too. This is an image from Uber about the rates that drivers make image in LA. Image from Uber of the rates that drivers make in LA. 90 cents per mile. Now Uber has cut paid See they're totally cutting the feed on this. Uber has cut pay for drivers in Detroit all the way to 24 cents a mile. Wow. They're Me stealing all your money. Oh, I wish this would come through because it would actually be fun and funny and lovely, but whatever. Uh, here, <laughs> fuck Uber, more music.
Snapchat's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! It's Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. Today's theme of the show is uber shitty comics who drive. Uh, little do people know that when they drive around an Uber that who's driving you? Comedians. He had no idea that this was what employed everyone who's... Oh, look, that's an alarm saying that I should know that the show is starting. Look at that. I'm exactly on time. Uber shitty comedy show. See, even my, even my OCD brain already kicked it off for me. It's like, hey, I remember that reminder you set for yourself. You're supposed to be funny at 8.15. Bye, Arden. Thanks again for the donut. Uh, I actually don't have a lot to say about Ubers because I have a dumb phone, so I don't even have access to the app. Like, I can't even get an Uber. Like, I have to get someone else to get one for me, and then they pay for it, which is the best. Because, like, taxis, you have to pay for them. <laughs> but, like, it's impossible for me to pay for a Lyft or an Uber because I don't have the necessary equipment. I live in 1997. It's fun. These uh, stretch pants are actually from high school. I've actually had these since, like, 1991. You can clap for that. We don't have to. It's okay. 1991. 1991 stretch pants. Yes! Still fitting them. Yes! I know, right? I, I can't even believe it. They guess they got a little faded. But the, they used to have a matching headband. Remember the big, oh, thick headbands? I, I, yeah, it just didn't make the... Remember the big, thick ones, and you'd wear it with the... And you'd puff the... Okay. I miss 19, 1997 called, and once it's closed back, I'm like, no, it's coming back around. Uh, so, oh, I don't even know. Is anyone else's parents not proud of them <laughs> does anybody still care I mean I'm 42 years old I shouldn't care right I should be like over this shit by now I think that would be that would be positive uh I just I, I feel like I peaked at 17 it's such a common statement hi hey how are you doing welcome how'd you guys hear about the show triple x what does that mean Oh, you're Quirk fans. You have red hair. Are you guys related or something? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I don't want to hound you guys or anything, but it's five bucks. Just so you know. There's a little money box at the door. Uh, but it, it's only because, yeah. And then there's these really cool t-shirts on sale. Because my friend is an awesome artist, and she just got kicked out of her house and her shop space, and all these things are happening for her in her life. And so she was like... She came up with the idea for the show and she was supposed to be here and there was some stupid wedding she had to go to. But anyways, I was like, I'll try to sell your t-shirts for you. Um, and they're, and they're, some of them are very cheap because they're like stained and stuff. So some of them are five bucks a piece if you don't care if there's a stain on them. Um, and then they're two for, anyways, she's a local artist. And um, so that was the thing for the show. I was, like, let's, I was like, let's make a show around your stuff and then we'll bring comedians of all driven for Uber. That'll be great. Uh... I've never vomited in the back of an Uber and I feel really good about that. Do you know? Like I feel like I've vomited in the back of a cab and maybe maybe there's like the difference is that the Ubers actually hold you accountable and they like fine you. They give you the $50 fee, cleanup fee, whereas the cab just kicks you out and sometimes you don't even have to pay or I don't remember paying, so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> I know alcoholism is so fun. Uh, I actually I want to kidnap I want to kidnap a fifth grader um, 
because I want to win the motherfucking science fair. Has anyone ever wanted to win something? I've always wanted to be a winner and I just haven't like felt that thing yet. Like that, yay, you're number one. Yay, go me. But I feel like as a 42-year-old woman, uh, woman, I could win the science fair. I've got these great ideas. But the problem is I'm never going to birth any children. So I have to abduct a fifth grader just for like a couple weeks. You know, it won't be like... So I have some science fair ideas. Uh, and one of them has to do with being an alcoholic. This is really great. Um, this is, this is, we're going to win the science fair with this. Okay, so the body is a machine and I'm an alcoholic. And in the morning, I usually vomit water. Now, if my water starts at 36 degrees and I drink eight ounces and it takes me 22 minutes to vomit and now I take the temperature of that water and it's 47 degrees, how many (laughs) calories did I burn? Can you burn calories being an alcoholic? Yes. With the little tri, can you follow me with the little tri cardboard thing, you know, and there's like pictures of vomit and it's going to be great. But it's like chemistry, right? Like you raise one ounce of water, one degree, that burns a calorie. That's like the definition in chemistry of... Okay, so right, it's science fair. I'm going to win the motherfucking science fair. That's the thing. Do you see? Right? Right? I just need a fifth grader. We're totally going to do this. I'm just going to... I mean, I know it's inappropriate for them to like measure the temperature of my vomit in the morning, but okay, (laughs) whatever. Okay, this is my second science fair idea. Um, I want to save the vegans by making breast milk beer cheese, all right? Vegans will breastfeed children, right? Here's a vegan and it has a baby and it's all, eat the, eat the food. No, the animals weren't harmed in the making of this food and you're sucking on my tear. Although everyone knows if you're breastfeeding, you are harmed. Okay, so, but what we do is we take the pump and dump, right? Mommy goes out one night, she eats too much garlic bread and drinks too much Guinness and then she's gonna pump and dump. I say nay, I say nay. You send me that breast milk and me and the fifth grader are gonna make it into cheese, right? Ha ha! To win the motherfucking science fair. This is like, so one, it's home ec, but it's like cheese making, which is like a throwback to like Laura Ingalls Wilder days, but it's also kind of like Grapes of Wrath. So it's sort of like a language arts slash science project. Like it's going to be, it's a winner. It's, it's going to go all the way to state. Yes. Okay. Number three. I want to find out which Muni line is the most disgusting. So I take my fifth grader and we go on the nine. Is there chlamydia on the 22? How much feces is on the 14? Is there a difference between the day or the late night? We have to know. Like, what is that puddle? Is it urine? Is it spit? What, how much hepatitis C just lives on the bus? These are expo- important things. Litmus papers, test swabs, children. Excitement, try folding, you know, with the pictures and people and poo, you know, when you see that weird thing on the seat and you're like, mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, the fourth, this is the last, this is what, this is the one that's really going to win the science fair. And it's, it's actually going to change all paleontology and the way we've thought forever. Um, T-Rex's bones were put back together wrong. What? I know, right? Absolutely. So think of the T-Rex in your head, right? Right? The hubris of man gives him tiny, tiny little arms and big beefy legs. And of course he stands on two legs because like man, he's the coolest, biggest dinosaur. And we are men. And of course they'd be like man. But it makes no sense because he's got this cool articulated spine all the way down to his tail. And then there's this weird hip bone cap thing. What? If you look at his chest, there's no breastbone. 
So you look like a triceratops or whatever with that big spiky thing on their tail, right in the chest, dead, heart falls out, there's like nothing. But if you take that hip cap and you flip it around and you make a breastbone, then those big beefy legs become big beefy wings. Why do we have dinosaur, why do we have uh, dragon mythology if there were no dragons? The T-Rex was a dragon, motherfuckers, duh. Duh! <laughs> Is nobody on board with me? It, it seems so obvious to me now. Next time you see the thing, just take that hip cap, turn it into a breastbone, and I'm telling you, even the weird thing that they, they like, it's down by their legs. There's this weird thing that's shaped all weird. If you debone a bird, if you debone a bird, they're actually part of the wing structure. I'm like, I am the biggest stoner alive, and suddenly I'm the smartest person alive. I beat every paleontologist in the universe. What is wrong with us? Everything we know is a lie. Nothing is real. If the T-Rex bones were put back together wrong, everything is wrong. <laughs> Time is an illusion. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm having my period, you guys. I'm sorry. It's like I'm so existential when I have my period. Well, it's because I don't, um, I don't believe in, in paper products, so I actually use a baby bib blood diapers, which are uh, folded rags I put him it's called being on the rag for a reason you guys I'm taking it back Laura Ingalls Wilder style yeah it's a time before there were cars okay there was a segue <laughs> all right uh we're gonna sing a little song if you know it sing along with me if you don't they you'll learn it m-u-t-i-n-y comedy clubhouse comedy clubhouse. comedy clubhouse. together we will bring our jokes up high 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 <laughs> <coughs> Good stuff. It's good stuff. M U T I N Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! It's the Uber Shitty Show. Comics who drive. Get yourself a cool t shirt. There's cute little girl tees, and it's going to be fun. Not the girls are going to tease you, but uh, your first comedian is going to tease you. <laughs> no, he's not. I no, I had a treat, or I've been eating edibles all day, so I'm like completely, I'm like, where, time is relevant. We're just all in the, in the beautiful lights right now, man, the red light of joy and wonderment. You guys are going to enjoy your next comedian so much. Clap your hands wildly for Jeremy Atkins. Yay! Hello, how are you doing? Is everybody having fun, enjoying themselves? I, uh, I've had an interesting week. It started really well when uh, this girl dumped me. No, it was a very good thing. Yes, yes. No, I was, uh, it was getting to the point where I think that she was either going to, it was like that emotional state where it's, she was going to break up with me or she was going to stab me. <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, I've been there before. I've been stabbed. It's a... Uh, now, you may ask yourself, well, why, why were you staying if she, you thought she was going to stab you? <sighs> Look, it's hard to explain without being a little crude, but basically, makeup sex is really cool, but I'm sorry I stabbed you sex is fucking amazing. Like, like, let me put it to you this way. If someone said, all right, you have a choice. You can have the best, I'm sorry I stabbed you sex ever, but I'm gonna really have to stab you, and I'm gonna have to collect payment up front. I might still say yes. I mean, the whole time, I shouldn't, but that's how good it is, okay? And then it just got tedious. Then we were just on her couch, and she was like, 
you know, I don't think you think I'm a real person. It's like, oh, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> Shit, maybe, maybe getting stabbed would be better. She goes, what's, what's my middle name? I was like, I don't know. I said, fuck it. I'm not even going to pretend. I was like, I don't know. I have no idea. I, don't, I forgot. She's like, oh, you, I just, the type of person that forgets somebody's middle name, I don't know what, <laughs> right? And I was just like, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. I'm just the worst person. What's my middle name? She didn't know. So she broke up with me. Yeah. No, I mean, it was kind of, you know, up. And then I had to write a check for my ex. Yeah, I had to write a check for my ex. And I'm not actually mad at her at all for getting a check. She lived with me for 15 years. She should get paid. Definitely. I'm mad at myself. I'm now that guy. I'm writing checks to my ex. What the fuck happened to me? Right? Like, it really became clear how my station in life. I am a middle-aged divorcee with custody issues. Like, what the fuck? Like, you ever... <sighs> oh, so pathetic. Ever, ever listen to your friend complain about their custody thing? They sound like assholes. They just sound like assholes. Right? I've got this douchebag friend. We all have douchebag friends. Right? Like, if right now you're trying to think of who in your crew is the douchebag friend, and you can't think of them, it's you. I mean, I don't really know you, but yeah, it's you. So I'm listening to this guy, and he's like, you know, my bitch of an ex-wife, she won't take the kids. It's one weekend. I this adventure camping trip. She won't take the fucking kids. She's such a bitch. She fucking hates me. I know it's five kids, but come on, it's one weekend. She's a bitch, isn't she? I was like, oh, no, you're an asshole. I mean, a big one, too. They're your kids, and there's five of them. Like, they should come first, not like slapping butts with a bunch of, bunch of dudes in the woods. I mean, that's fun and all. Your kids should be uh, higher on the priority list. And also, you only get your kids one weekend of the month. That's how big of an asshole you are. Like, you know what that really means? That's the one weekend that she can fuck. That's the weekend she fucks all weekend long. This guy's such an asshole that, like, she should fuck all his friends on Facebook about it. Right now it's me. Now I'm up here complaining about my custody thing and saying, oh, I'm not the asshole. I'm not the person that should be in the middle of this shit. And I have one good reason I shouldn't be. I don't have kids. It's over a fucking dog. That's how pathetic it's gotten. That's how sad it is. It's over a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they are. I love them. That's why I'm having this thing. But it's still, it's pathetic. I used to be a badass. People used to be scared of me. I once made a guy piss his pants. I didn't even put my hands on him. I mean, I did take the cigarette out of his mouth and put it out on his hand, but I didn't touch him. He cried. He peed himself a little. Like when I was in my 20s, I was a bike messenger. My nickname was world's angriest bike messenger. Now I drive a Prius. I drive a fucking Prius to Whole Foods to buy my dogs raw dog food. That's how shitty it's got. Like the 20-year-old version of me would have beat the shit out of me and then just stood over me. This is why we're disappointed. That's how much of an asshole I was. Like, and it's the Prius that got me into the, uh, into the Uber thing because uh, I bought a new car finally. Like, right? Get a new car. My friend's like, hey, you should Uber. I was like, fuck that. No way. <laughs> strangers in my car. Yeah, that's great. I don't even like walking by strangers on the street. Yeah, vitamins so they can ask me really dumb questions. Fuck that. He's like, well, you know, I have this bonus thing that if you sign up for it, you get an extra $1,000. I was like, I'll take that action. That will fit very nicely in my fucking wallet, my very empty wallet. And so, yeah, like, 
it's interesting. Like people get in the car and they're like, hey, so what brought you to Uber? The need to eat and desperation. What the fuck do you think? Look at me. I barely, I'm just, I got in because I had a new car. Right? And people are like, this woman got in and she goes, oh, you drive for Uber and Lyft. W- which do you like more? It's like, wow, do you go up to everybody with two jobs and go, hey, which boss fucks you over less? Which of these shitty uh, jobs do you uh, feel you know, less like killing yourself after? <laughs> you know, that's not, that's not true at all. That's not true at all. I actually have a great time. I don't know what, this is how psychotic I am. When I'm driving by myself, everybody in front of me drives too slow. Everybody behind me drives way too fucking fast and they better get the fuck off my ass. I go to work at Uber, eh, whatever. How oh, cool, no, cut me off. Yeah, no, flip me off. Awesome, dude. Rock and roll, we're all one with the universe. How the fuck does that work? I can drive for 10 hours on Uber. If I try to drive across town to like go shopping at the wrong hour of the day when it's too much commute, I might get out of the car and try to fucking strangle someone. It's just absolutely bizarro. I don't know. Yeah. So on that note, I think I'm going to head off to the sunset. I was Jeremy Atkins. That was my time. Pam, you're up. Jeremy Atkins, everyone. Yay. Hey, it's the Uber shitty show. Comics who've driven for Uber or Lyft. Wow, how else can they make money? What about prostitution? That might be easier, huh? <laughs> All right, your next comedian. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew Quirk. Your next comedian. He's wearing corduroys because he's a throwback to the 70s, a sweet, sweet time when you could roller skate without shame, and he still does it without shame. All the time, like a champion. Uh, he's usually political. You guys can join his movement, hashtag Ginger Lives Matter, by clap your hands together, right? Taking off his, taking off his fanny pack, getting ready to entertain you guys. Everybody, it's Matthew Quirk. Yay! Fantastic. Yeah, so, like, these are the shows I get booked for. You know, I was on, like, uh, the, the, the Too Short to Get a Date uh, one. And uh, she has me on the cancer one, which is like code for like too old to get a date, you know. And now she's got me on the Uber shitty, not just because I'm an Uber shitty comic, but because, you know, as an Uber driver, I obviously don't have enough money to get a date. So I got to say three for three, Pam, you know how to you know how to put together a, a bill. Nailed it. Yeah, let's see. What did I want to talk about up here? Fucking, how about Uber for a second? I mean, am I the only one who got like a Nazi feel from that name from the very fucking beginning? Like Uber, Uber driving, more efficient. Like, it was just a bad omen from the get-go in my opinion, you know? And uh, it just, everything about it, like, people would get into my car and be like, oh, you're oh, driving for Uber. Isn't it great? And I'd be like, no. What the fuck? Like, uh, clap your hands in the audience if you drive in San Francisco, if you've driven a car in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Isn't it great driving around here? Isn't it great? You know? Fucking suicidal pedestrians. The only place in the world where adults don't look both ways before they cross the street. 
They just bounce out there, and everyone dresses in all that fucking North Face black. You know, it's like they're invisible. And then there's those fucking murderous bicyclists. Man, those guys, you are in an antagonistic relationship with them, and they're out to get you. Don't be fucking fooled. And fucking stupid bus drivers and regular goddamn commuters and all those fucking the pretty pink pussies fucking Lyft drivers all clogging up the street and those stupid Ubers when you're out there trying to Uber. It's just terrible. It's terrible. And the people who are there, they're, they'd be shocked. They'd be like, no, it fucking sucks. And they'd be like, but I thought you guys made all this money. Like that lady was saying, she's stealing my bit. It's like, honey, you're paying $7 for a trip across town. How much do you think I'm getting? You know? And leave it to fucking Uber. You know, they're straight jacking you. They take like 25% for nothing, man. It's like, they've, what they, the genius they have done is that they have taken socialism and turned it into a commodity. And that is just economic brilliance. Just dwell on that for a while, right? You're going to take that one home and think about it. Look it up. Socialism made into a commodity. I feel like like I've used my college education on that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. I guess that's it on Uber for a minute. Maybe I should move. <laughs> I'm killing with the one actual person here. That's great. So yeah. It's a great, <laughs> I tell you what though, it's a great way to see Armageddon driving for Uber. Walking, walk, driving around this city, seeing it fall apart. Watching those 10 cities go up. It was great. Living in, living in San Francisco where a fucking housing boom is somehow causing homelessness. It's just fucking magical. One of the magical qualities of the city. All right, maybe we should get a bit. You already opened with Ginger Lives Matter. Let's see, like half the female audience here is ginger. So maybe I should, maybe I should cater to my audience. But I guess I'm just so disappointed in, in, in Trump. I mean, he recently said, like, he didn't realize a presidency would be so fucking hard. He didn't realize he was so difficult. I know. And, I mean, I just have to say, like... Uh, yeah. It's impossible to put words into how I feel. So, anyway, yeah, and he made it to his first 100 days, and God damn it, quite frankly, I blame millennials. I fucking blame millennials. We can't rely on them for shit. Yeah, it's goddamn pitiful. You know, I guess I should have known we couldn't rely on them. They're fucking deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread, you know? Like, when the Trumpageddon happens, I'll just make a couple sandwiches and fight off their whole generation survive the apocalypse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once they've discontinued, like, uh, you know, the disinfectant soap, you know, they're going to have a huge die-off anyway now that they touch dirt for the first time. But it's just so, 
They're so disillusioned with their stupid diets and everything. Their fucking stupid kombucha. Man, I used to think kombucha was fucking just like turnt wine and skunked beer from like microbreweries that they just they just mixed together and sold it to us suckers as some kind of snake oil and we buy the shit out of it. But now I realize, I finally realize what it is. It's that slurry they use for fracking. Yeah, and we're drinking it. And man, it is causing major fucking climate change in my floras and my faunas, in my fucking microbiome. It is fucking causing tremendous methane releases. It's just terrible. It's fucking terrible. Healthy my ass. How could that be healthy? How am I doing? It was my ass. How am I doing? And I'm getting plenty of time. Plenty of time. Yeah, so we're stuck with Trump. One more season of Celebrity Apprentice the Presidency. One more season. I thought it would be riveting, but it's goddamn scary. And the fucking characters they've come up with, man. It's fucking terrifying. You know, now that we're no longer in fucking post-racial America, we're back to fucking racist America. I got to address one issue, man. You know, you hear a name like Salandraque or Jamandraquan, you know, it's a black name, right? And I hear a name like Kellyanne, like Kellyanne Conway, and that's a fucking meth name. That's a fucking meth name. That chick got meth hair. She got meth skin. She talks like a meth head. She's good teeth, though. She's just not of the teeth of a meth head. You got to credit her. But, man, she is one crystal methamphetamine girl, right? Yeah. Pam loves that one. Yeah, man, shit, it was crazy, man. She was saying how, like, they're using microwaves to spy the Obama. Obama's using microwaves to spy on Trump, you know? And she wasn't meaning, like, some ray gun from, like, 007 or something. She means, like, the actual microwave in your kitchen, right? Yeah. I told you she was on meth. Man, proof positive. It's the only explanation. I mean, we've all heard someone say that exact same thing to a lamppost right out here in the mission, right? That brings us together as San Franciscans. It's a great leveler. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we're just stuck with it. We got to buckle up, right? Man, I guess I just keep on coming back to it. It's the millennials' fault, man. They're just so... You know, they're talking, they're just so stupid about everything. Like, they're like, you know, I'm paleo, I'm paleo. You're about to be paleo, I tell you what. Man, we keep talking about these stupid bathroom issues, like where trannies go to the bathroom. I mean, have they just been holding it this whole time? What's the fucking deal? You know? As an originalist of the Constitution, I gotta say that, you know, the founding fathers would have been like, indoor plumbing! Holy... They'd be like, you know, this is saving you from cholera, right? Yeah, this city's going to die of cholera or parvo. All the dog shit. But yeah, I got to say, so I've been working in plumbing lately and about this whole transgender thing and where who goes to the bathroom. I got to tell you, all toilets are exactly the same. They are. Exactly. So, just dwell on that. That's another one you can take home and think about.
Uh, yeah, so yeah, fucking delusional fucking millennials. Paleo. They're not fucking paleo. Nobody here is paleo. Nothing about any of us is paleo. You know, you know what's paleo? Shivering is paleo. Shivering. When you start shivering for a year, then you start being paleo, right? I mean, you wonder how they go those hard bodies. It's not their diet. It's the fucking shivering, man. It works your core. Gets them hard-to-reach muscles. Burns them excess calories. So they're so ripped. Goddamn shivering. Yeah, you just fucking... And CrossFit. What a stupid, big-for-nothing workout. We had a thing when I was a kid that took the place of CrossFit. They were called chores. We did chores. Kept you fit. Yeah, CrossFit. The only reason to do CrossFit is just to do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. That's cocaine. Cocaine went to rehab and came out as a fitness routine. And now we have CrossFit. CrossFit is so white, it's amazing. CrossFit did this movie about themselves. They call themselves the fittest people on earth. Now, how do you call yourselves the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? That's what I want to know. It's more like burning CrossFit, if you ask me. So, one minute. Jeez, I haven't even got to the part about pussy yet. Maybe I should just crush on pussy. And how the fucking millennials have it too easy with pussy, too. <laughs> yeah, now, you know, pussy now is like the, uh, is like the fucking Viet, uh, is like the Iraq war, right? It's like nothing but scorched earth down there, right? Nothing between you and Baghdad, right? No mystery. But when I was growing up, pussy was like Vietnam, nothing but bush down there. You were in the jungle looking out for Charlie. You didn't know which way was north. The orgasm was a myth. The G-spot hadn't been invented yet. And the clitoris was like the Mayan lost city of gold swallowed up by the jungle. You'd just be down there like, are you sure it's this way? Yes, keep going. Okay. And like fucking we didn't have the vagina monologues or Google Maps to tell us what to do. We were just on our own back there. And it made us tougher. It made us tougher. All right, that's got to be a minute. All right, thank you and good night, Brainwash. Muni uh, <laughs> Radio. Matthew Quirk. Knowing his way around the bush. I say, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't finger fuck the bush. You know what I mean? Like, everybody trims now. They trim so close, right? They trim so close to the bed. And I say, don't finger fuck the bud, man. You know, it's a, it's a euphemism for A, trimming weed and my bush, neither of which I like trimmed. Your next comedian is a funny, funny man. You guys are going to have a great time for the next 10 plus minutes because he's hilarious. Okay, clap if you haven't clapped yet for Cedric Drake, yay! What up, y'all? How you doing? Excellent. That's great. I'm glad. 
I just want to say I'm not your ordinary black man. I'm not. Um, I enjoy um, eating gluten-free cookies. Um, I love kale chips. And like Mr. Quirk here, I drink a lot of kombucha. Like, like black people don't drink kombucha because they don't even know how to pronounce it. Like, I tried to tell my, I tried to tell my aunt about, oh, I drink kombucha. She's like, kombucha? What's kombucha? What is that shit? Is that a, is that weed? No, it's um. Well, it it is natural. It is natural, auntie. You know, but it's 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 a drink. It's a drink you drink that makes you shit and fart, and it cleans out your system. She was like, they should just drink. Well, why don't you just drink prune juice then? Just drink some prune juice and just let it all out. Just have some prune juice. Why do you need to have all that? It's fermented tea. I don't care. Shit. Uh, back in the day, we get some prune juice and, and, and a couple minutes later, we was good. Oh, the life of a millennial. Because I am one. Technically. I was born in 1984. I'm a, I'm a millennial. Unfortunately, but you know what? I'm like I'm the I'm like the last of like the millennials that didn't have fuck that that actually used a pager that actually didn't have a cell phone until he went to college that actually like <laughs> that actually walk that actually like when when you were playing outside and the 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 street light came on you got your ass you put your ass in your house because that was the the time limit. Like, these kids don't even go outside anymore. It's like video games and pornos. That's all they do. But it's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, so while we're here, it's uber shitty. Uber shitty. Uber is shitty, by the way. Um, and you're right. I thought about that Nazi thing, too. Uber. I was like, why has it got to be uber shitty? I'll hear Hitler. I don't. Like that shit, but it's cool. I, I tried it for three months. I couldn't do it because I kept getting racist shit. I kept getting racist shit. I did. I really did. Um, one time I had this old lady. We were driving. I was driving her to the airport, and we were talking about movies. And she told me, she's like, she's like, do you like Quentin Tarantino? I was like, yeah, I like Quentin Tarantino. I love, I love Quentin Tarantino. Um, Jackie Brown's one of my favorite movies. Um, Pulp Fiction is one of my favorite movies. She was like, you know what my favorite movie is? And I, and I was like, no, what is it? She's like, Django. <sighs> how do you how do you go how do you go further on that one? <laughs> you don't. Um <laughs> there was silence like the whole rest of the ride. It was just like, okay, <laughs> Django, okay, shit. So she likes, she likes, she likes, she likes the old times. Okay. Um, when men got chased by dogs, when men, when other black men beat the shit out of other black men for sport. That's, that's what she likes. So we, we didn't talk for the rest of the ride and it was beautiful. But I will tell you, yeah, no, no, no. After after you hear some racist shit, you just don't want to talk to people. You're just like, fuck, I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut before I kick them in the teeth. I just I just don't want to even deal with this shit. Um so but there was one instance where it was beautiful, where where I had vindication. 
I got vindication. I I was basically I got to edu- have to educate three gentlemen. Okay, I had to scare the shit out of three white boys. That's what I <laughs> that's what I had to do. Um, and it was it was one of the most beautiful moments of my life. And uh, if you have the time, I will explain it to you. Okay, cool. Excellent, because you're going to hear it anyway. Um, so I'm in the hills, very beautiful houses, you know. Uh, there's this, I'm in front of this house with a three-car garage, beautiful, like it was like a three-story house. It was beautiful. And these three white dudes came out, and they were um, dressed like thugs, saggy pants, you know, baggy T-shirts. One of them actually had a Black Lives Matter T-shirt on. I was like, okay, this shit's getting interesting. This is this is this is like my worst nightmare right here. And I was like, because these white boys think they're black. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. They do not like white boys that think they're black. I don't. I think um, we all should stay in our lane, and that <laughs> socially, um, <laughs> racially, we should stay in our lane. And, <laughs> and um, these guys aren't. And I knew I was going to have to use um, something I call the three nigger quota. (laughs) I'll get back to that in a second. But I don't like when white guys have black friends named Darnell, Hakeem, Salim, Pookie, and they think they're black. Just because they dated a girl named Monifa Khadija. <laughs> Noxima. Doesn't mean you're black. Just because you've ridden in a 1976 Cadillac Seville doesn't make your ass black. That just means you have a fondness for classic cars. That's all that shit is. That's all it is. So Getting back to this three nigger quota. A three nigger quota basically means if you say nigger three times, I'm gonna have to scare the shit out of you. So without further ado, they get to the car, the first guy looks into my looks in, looks into the it looks into the car, looks at me, and he's like, What's up, nigga? That's one. Then I'm driving down, and we start the car, I start driving down, I start listening to my favorite artist, Alanis Morissette. Isn't that ironic? Don't you think? And, um, uh, yeah, well, that's another subject for another time. Um, yeah, but we're, we're, we're driving down, and um, I, keep, I keep driving, and then, the other guy's talking to his friends. He's like, niggas, where the weed at? That's two. So I'm like, this shit's getting interesting. I might have to fulfill this quota. So I'm driving down. I'm, I'm listening to a little John Mayer now. And um, yeah, don't hate on John Mayer. He has a large head, by the way. I met him. He's the guy has the biggest head in the fucking world. He has a bigger head than me. 
and I wore a size eight hat. So we're driving down, John Mayer. The guy, and last guy's on his phone. He's talking to a friend. He's like, yeah, man, get your money. Get your money, my nigga. That's three. So I immediately stopped the fucking car. And I looked back. And I said, say nigga one more motherfucking time. And these guys turn white. They turn white, ladies and gentlemen. Not in pigment, but in speech. They were talking like, dude, yeah, man. Then it's like, oh, sir, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We didn't mean to offend you. We're so sorry. Please, please don't hurt us. I was like, shut the fuck up and just ride. Don't say another motherfucking word. And they didn't. So I get to the destination, they get out the car and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to leave on this fucking note. I don't want to I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to piss them off like this. Damn, what? You know what? I need to I need to do something. So I rolled down the window and I said, "Hey guys." They looked back. I was like, "Bye, niggas." <laughs> and the cool thing about it is I still got five stars and shit. I was like, I got five stars. I think I scared. I think I scared them. I think I scared them straight. And they were like, "Fuck, maybe he's gonna haunt us in their dreams. He knows where I fucking live. I better give this man five stars." So I just I have a message to this. Um, I'm the only black person in here, but I feel like every black person one time a year gets to scare a white person. Just scare the shit out of them. Because they scare the shit out of us every day. <laughs> Speaking of white people, my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, me and her have been together for a year and a half. Year and a half has been beautiful. I love her. Um, but our relationship is basically most of the time, like 83% of the time in the car. 83% in the car and we do everything in the car. We laugh, we cry, we fight, we debate, we kiss, we hug in the car. The car is our sanctuary. That's because we both live with our parents. We have to have somewhere to powwow, to let out our grievances, you know. But, you know, sometimes she gets really pissed off in the car. She gets really angry in the car. And to let off steam, she plays music. But not to play music to actually, like, be calm and actually let off steam. She plays music to get madder. And her go-to song is Alanis Morris sets you ought to know. And 83% of the time, she's driving. So she's got... She got her hand on the wheel as she's looking at me while singing this motherfucking song. Just like this. I want you to know. Look, keep your eyes on the road, please. Did you forget about me, Mr. Duplicity? Du 
I don't really give a shit about that. Just keep your eyes on the road, please. It's like, like, we on the freeway right now. So I'm here to remind you of the cross you left when you went away. You, 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 I don't know. Then I reply, bitch, keep your eyes on the road. But guys, let me tell you something. That's love, though. That's fucking love. When you can argue with your girlfriend a little ass Prius C, going 100 miles an hour, listen to, listen to Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Beautiful. Then she gets off the freeway, and she's like, I feel better now. And I'm like, bitch, I don't feel better. I'm gonna need therapy for this shit. Like, I'm gonna need to talk to somebody. I'm depressed. <laughs> oh boy, how much time do I have? One minute to tell some one more joke. Um, I'll tell one quick joke. Uh, I got a grandmother. She has dementia. Uh, that's not funny. Um, you know, but at the same time, shit can get funny. It can get really, really fucking funny, actually. Like, for instance, she thinks she owns my parents' house. She doesn't. My dad, oh, that's my dad's childhood house. She doesn't own it, but she, like, you know when, you know when like, the olden times when people own, like, houses and shit, they would, like, survey the house and, like, go through all the rooms and, like, and, like make sure everything was kept and stuff? My grandmother does that to every fucking room. So one night, so one night I just got out the shower. I was butt-ass naked. Start naked. I'm chilling and I'm air drying. And you know when you and you know when you get out of the shower and you just don't want to put your clothes on. I was at that point, I had my legs crossed, I was chilling. Naked as hell. All of a sudden the door busts open. I don't have a lock on my door, so the door just busts open. My grandmother walks in and she looks at me and she's like, So what are we doing? I'm like, oh nothing. And then I start thinking, I was like, when she leaves, she's not gonna remember shit about this conversation. So I just stayed butt ass naked. I did. And we had a conversation. She was like, well, I guess you're staying in this room. I was like, yeah, I'm, this is my room. She's like, well, you know, this is my house. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's great, Granny. And I have my legs crossed. And she's like, well, you know what? I'll let you tend to yourself. And she walked out. And I thought to myself, this woman's not gonna remember shit. Put my clothes on, go downstairs, and I'm like, hey mom, what's up? And she looks at me and she's like, you finally got some clothes on, didn't you? And I was like, fuck, does this bitch really have dementia? And that's my time, I'm Cedric Drake. Thank you very much, guys. Cedric Drake, everyone. Hooray. Yes. All these Uber drivers. I can imagine the wonderful moments you have with strangers in the back of your car. Your next comedian, he's had strangers in the back of his car, too. And I, I, won, I wonder what kind of conversations they all get in. You guys are going to love your next comedian. He's hilarious. Clap your hands together. It's Drove. Chill, guys, what's happening? Thank you for having me here. 
first and foremost, I want to say fuck Uber. I'm not down with that app. No, I have a better idea for an app. It's kind of like Uber, but instead of a driver picking you up, a pimp shows up and slaps the shit out of somebody for you. Right? So it's called Pimp Slap. It's the shit, Pam. You've probably been a woman your whole life. Have you ever been discriminated against? Yeah, right? What was the last time you got discriminated against? Uh, see, it doesn't happen too often anymore. The world's getting better. Fuck yeah, dude. But could you imagine, could you imagine if your landlord just showed up and tried to increase your rent by $250, all of a sudden, get pimp slap, slaps the shit out of him, you back to house control, I don't know, control, whatever. Pimp slap, dude. Fuck yeah. First, <laughs> oh, please invest in me, dude. I'm hoping that makes me a millionaire. Pimp slap. Pimps are waiting by right now to fucking slap the shit out of somebody for you. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm doing great. I've been uh, I've been trying to get educated. I've been reading the newspaper every morning because I get up before my neighbors. And you know what? I've been reading some disturbing shit. A lot of news about the government spying on us through our cell phones and our and our TVs and microwaves. My friends are paranoid. They are paranoid the government is watching them masturbate and do drugs. You know what, ma'am? I'm scared. I'm scared the government is watching me freestyle rap when I'm home alone, you know? Oh, but I feel like that's how they're going to take me down. What if I try to run for president and shake things up with legislation? Day before election, they're going to drop my unreleased mixtape where, where I use words like bitches and hoes. What am I supposed to say? How am I going to go up there? How am I going to go up there and defend myself? All I'm going to say is, whoa, well, nothing rhymes with the word woman. <laughs> Think about it. Nothing rhymes with the word. Everything rhymes with bitches and hoes. What if I can't get a What if I lose my street cred because they find out I have whack-ass bars? Like, like I'm out there rhyming the word miracle with lyrical every time. I can't do it. <laughs> I read a lot, ma'am. Today, I read a pack of cigarettes, the side of cigarettes. It scared me. It said smoking cigarettes increases the risk of infertility. Oh my God, smoking cigarettes is killing my semen, my sperm. I feel like an idiot. This whole time I've been smoking cigarettes after sex instead of just right before. What an idiot, dude. Whatever. There it goes for the smokers in the back, baby. Uh, going through some tough times. I'm going through a really rough breakup. Really rough, really rough. I feel like I'm having an Instagram war with my ex-girlfriend on, on who's living the best life since the breakup, and she's killing it. She's killing it. She's out there hiking and shit. She's going to fucking baseball games. She's got she's got pictures of her at the beach in midair with her feet in the air, dude. You know what I'm doing? I'm out there trying to cheat to compete. You know, I'm going to I'm going to fancy restaurants every night to take pictures of other people's food. You know, I fucking I fucking took a selfie in line to see Hamilton. I don't have a fucking ticket, dude. Shit is rough. You remind me of my first childhood celebrity crush. Miss Frizzle from the Magic School Bus. What a sexy ass woman, dude. Oh my, what a strong female character, dude. She had her own job. She had her own bus. She had a pet lizard. You know she's a freak. Oh, Miss Frizzle can get it. So can you. <laughs> Next joke. It's rough. Being single and Latino, do you know how rough it is? 
When I bring girls home at night, I try to be romantic. I light up a bunch of candles everywhere to set the mood. And guess what? It backfires on me and makes things really awkward. And I'm starting to think it's because my candles have the Virgin Mary on them. <laughs> girls don't want to get down. It's like she forgives everybody or her son does whatever. I don't know. Uh, what dude I want to talk about? I already talked about this breakup. You know what? It's Cinco de Mayo. I'm fucking excited. It's one of my favorite holidays. I love Cinco de Mayo in San Francisco because white people are extra nice to me because I'm Mexican. It's amazing. They're just trying to get down with my culture. Earlier, I went to a bar. I ordered a beer. The bartender's like, oh, do you want me to, you want me to throw a lime in there or, or put some salt on the rim? I'm like, dude, I ordered a Guinness, man. <laughs> but thank you. He's like, can I throw some Clamato on there for you? I get a Michelada? It's like, <laughs> well, thank you for trying. <laughs> it is rough. I was watching reruns of Saved by the Bell. Anybody else watch Saved by the Bell? Oh, yeah, I love that shit. It, got, it was dope until I got to that college episode where A.C. Slater found out he was Mexican and it ruined his day. I felt so bad for him. So bad for him. I wanted to give him a hug and tell him it gets better, but I don't know, dude. I like, I, I, this, oh my God, A.C. Slater taught me so much about life. Like, his dad was in the military. He was the best fucking football player Bayside has ever seen, the best wrestler Bayside has ever seen, and he still ended up at the same college as Zach. It's like, what the fuck, dad? Taught me a lot about life. It's like, oh, if you're a minority, you're going to have to work three times as hard just to be at the same level as a white dude that doesn't try. What's well, a woke-ass joke for just me then? Cinco de Mayo for me. I don't know. I just killed it. I just fucking ruined it. What's your favorite color? What's that? Red, the color of love. Damn, girl. I used to be in love. I don't know if you heard my joke earlier. I got in a breakup. The hardest part, though, was staying in that relationship just because she had the Costco membership, you know? Like, I couldn't picture my life without a Costco membership. $1.50 gets you a hot dog and a soda. Oh, my God. You know how excited I get at Costco? I start passing out hot dogs like, I, like I'm the Oprah of that Costco. It's like, you get a hot dog, you get a... But you sexy. You get a chicken bake. I fucking would give a chicken bake to you, ma'am. I can't, so this girl broke up with me. I'm not allowed in Costco anymore. So I got to find somewhere else to spend my money. And I try to step up my game. I walked inside an organic supermarket for the first time. And I've never felt that awkward in my life while shopping. People just started staring at me like they knew I didn't belong there. Like, like they could smell the Safeway coming out of my pores and stuff. I didn't know what to do. You know what I wanted? I wanted to walk out of there, but I wasn't going to walk out empty-handed so these nerds would feel like they were right about me. Fuck that shit. I just loaded up my basket with fruits and vegetables I've never heard of. <laughs> right? I got out of there with these purple carrots and a, this eggplant that made me feel all self-conscious about myself. I got home, dude, with what I thought was a coconut. Guess what? It's a fucking jicama! A fucking jicama! You can't do shit with the jicama. I've tried. I had plans for that coconut. I wanted to make a sexy bikini for my mom, but that wasn't going to happen. I got stuck with the fucking hickama. <laughs> oh my God. I wish he was real <laughs> to take this pain away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> What's, uh, who was your first celebrity crush? Never? You never had a celebrity crush? 
maybe not. Well, whatever. Then I, I, I don't need you for this job then. Maybe right now, who? Are you looking at me? Well, let's talk after the show, girl. We'll talk. We'll talk. It's Cinco de Mayo. It's supposed to be my day, dude. I'm supposed. Oh, my God. There's no Latinos in here. <laughs> We're the heart of the mission. I have my favorite pickup line when I meet Latinos is I ask them who's, who, who they love more, Vicente Fernandez or Morrissey. You know, it's like it's like asking, are you into hot drugs or tequila? And if they say both, I feel like a bubble soulmate. I don't know. Life is rough. What do you do for a living, ma'am? Oh, I'm actually in the need for counseling. This is my counseling right here, dude. This is <laughs> this is cheaper than therapy. This is awesome. I get a. Uh, I feel like sometimes, like when I'm up here and just nobody's out here, I, just, I feel like I'm having an intervention, dude. Like people are like, "You need to quit doing stand-up. Things are not going well." Have you thought about going back to school? <laughs> sometimes I feel like I'm up here trying to sell knives to people. Like, let me. <laughs> Let me see your shoe, dude. I'll show you what these knives will fucking do, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> I can't stop staring at you. <laughs> you are a drama. <laughs> you, you gave me a case of the giggles, dude. I, I've never been this bashful before. Oh, my God. I think I fell in love. Oh, my God. I better go out with the banger, though. What's up, dude? What's up? Let me ask you a good-ass question. What's, uh, when's the last time you were discriminated against? <laughs> I, I can tell, probably never, dude. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> wow, I didn't think I was going to be up here for this long. But whatever, I don't, I'll proceed. I, uh, I live by a middle school where there's parents protesting every morning. I hate it. They're upset because the middle school's handed out condoms to their children, right? Parents think it's going to increase sexual activity in middle school. I think it's going to increase water balloon fights, you know? <laughs> right? Right? Which will probably definitely increase wet t-shirts, which I could see that increasing sexual activity in middle school. But I don't understand their logic. I went to middle school. Did you go to middle school? I had a strong feeling. I went to middle school. I went to middle school, you know what? They tossed me a lab coat, they gave me beakers, they gave me Bunsen burners, and I was never out there trying to cure cancer, split atoms, clone goats, none of that nerd shit. You know what I would do? I would sit in the back and quietly try to cook crystal meth. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. I went to Catholic school, we didn't, we didn't have a science lab. Oh. Mom hates that joke. She's the one that paid for me to go to Catholic school. Oh, God, Mom, I'm so sorry. Do you have a mom? Do you love her? Good. When's the last time you let her know? Oh, there you go. This is a stand-up dude. Oh, oh, my God. Give it up for this dude. Hell yes. I miss my mom. You know what I don't miss? I don't miss nerds in this city, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna go there. I can't stand it. I can't stand it when I see a grown man cruising around town in a hoverboard. It bothers me. Every time I see grown men on hoverboards, I wish, I always wish a grown man in rollerblades would just pass by and call him a bitch. <laughs> Fucking nerds. Hate it when nerds try to convince me that Evanescence was a good band. That really bothers me too. <laughs> See, this is just like therapy. I can see some counsel. Oh, getting all my rage out, dude. Let it out. Were you drinking tonight? 
A little bit. What do you? What's your favorite drink? One minute. Whiskey. Whiskey. Oh hell yeah, classy dude. Look at dude. I need some lessons. I try not to drink. I'm 30 years old and I, I can't drink too much because all my roommates are like 25. You know, if I get drunk, they like and pass out. They like drawing dicks on my face. You know. I'm over that shit. It ain't cool. It ain't clever. It ain't creative. It ain't classy. Some little alliteration for you. You know what I like to do when my roommates pass out around me? I like drawing faces on their dicks, dude. <laughs> Just to show off how artsy I am, man. You know how artsy I am? What's your name? April, you know how artsy I am? The only pornography that gets me off? Paintings by Georgia O'Keeffe. Woo! And then I wake up with the Jackson Pollock on my sheets. Gross! I'm gonna leave you with that nasty, yet artsy, tasteful joke. My name is Drew. Have a nice night. Drew knows! Drew knows! Oh, don't go. It's time for your headliner. Oh. He's. Okay. <laughs> he's really good, your headliner. I'll stall. Because he's, <laughs> he's so funny. And he's the real. You still actively work for both Uber and Lyft, right? Is this a conflict of interest? Will you get, will you get in trouble by us mentioning that? In the, in the, they don't listen. They don't listen. It's hard to get in trouble. I, don't, I, I, I can't even imagine. I haven't driven a car in 10 years, so I can't imagine somebody paying me to do it. It would be a scary, scary proposition. Hey, you came back. We lost one. We gained one. Were you guys ready for a headliner? You're really in for a treat. He's really, really, really super funny. He's super awesome, and I'm super excited that he's here. Super, super, super. I'm still really high. I'm sorry. I've been eating edibles all day, and I'm just like, I'm just, it's all over for me. Uh, no, but I, 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 is your new commercial out yet? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, nice. uh, I want to see it so badly. I'm hoping it'll come on in the, in the middle of the NBA finals. That'll be really exciting. Uh, you guys are really going to love your next comedian. Put, your, cl- put the hands and then slapping, clappy ways. For Clay Newman! Yay! <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a fun. Th- it's a fun thing as an actor to go emotionally from like, oh fuck, I got into a Toyota commercial to two months later thinking, oh fuck, I may have been cut from a Toyota commercial. Uh, it's an exciting time. Uh, there's like, it's it's the gift of the curse of that industry. It's like they'll pay you so much money, but they're also willing to waste so much money. Uh, they, that's all right. Uh, literally, if like this is the amount of pressure I can handle. Uh, if you have absolutely nothing else to do, I will be funny for you. Uh, I'm gonna try my damnedest, but if you gotta like whatever you're about to do, it's all good, man. I'm not gonna take it personally. Go for it. Uh, but we're gonna laugh if you hang out in here. Uh, just wanna have the appropriate amount of pressure right now which is zero uh, that's what I'm shooting for I have a Lyft driver after all that's why I don't have a real person job uh, I love working for a company where the hiring process is uh, the shitty people work themselves out like that's that's pretty beautiful nobody else like you never go into a subway and somebody's just like throwing lettuce at a sandwich be like oh one star subway and then a different subway is there the next day like that doesn't happen uh 
I showed up when I, I I signed up for Uber before Lyft, and I sh- I showed up uh, not in a suit, but I wore a shirt with buttons. Okay, like not all the way down, but three of them at the top. Like I tried. There was a collar, uh, and I feel like that was a good amount of effort considering I wasn't going to an office. I was going to a gas station where they were signing up drivers. That should have been the first sign, like that we were going to have a sit down formal interview. Is that we were meeting at a Chevron. Um, and that's that's literally it. That's it. If you have a car and a and that's I don't know why I said like and after that. That's it. If you have a car, you work for Uber. It's beautiful. Uh, I work for Lyft exclusively now because it pays maybe on average half a cent uh, more an hour, and that's enough. That's literally all it takes. That's like there's certain things where, like, like uh, car insurance, for example. If you are half a cent less than what I'm paying now, I will switch companies, call the company I'm paying now, and be like, "Fuck you forever," or until you lower yourself a full cent. Yeah, I, honestly, like it's just you can't pretend you provide an actual service. So, like, let's let's be real. If your if your job is insurance, your goal should be to be as cheap as humanly possible. I don't know, like, I don't care if you're like friendly and speak English on the phone. Are you half a cent cheaper than your competitor? All right, lizard, let's do this. Um, I'm with Geico now, is what I'm saying. Uh, just looking for more commercials. Uh, it's so like a lot of. I, I love the uh, the moral righteousness that comes with Lyft passengers now. That's really great. I get a lot of people that just hop in my car and be like, hey, we're doing it. Fuck Uber, right? Like, we're making a change. Like, oh, please, never Wikipedia who the CEOs of Lyft is. It is bad. They paid a lot of Trump's campaign money, too. Uh any company that's doing well is run by rich white people. Of course they're evil. Why would you think, like, unless you're getting into a car that just says taxi on the side, handwritten, a corporation is succeeding and somebody's a dick about it. Like, there's no way that's going to be good. Uh, I think what, like, <laughs> my biggest complaint, I think, about Lyft, and this is, uh, this is also just sort of encompassing my biggest complaint about the Bay Area is that uh, when it comes to uh, with Lyft Line, with Rideshare, with Uber Pool, Lyft Line, uh, an option that you choose to do carpool and pay less, uh, people are still entitled. And that's like you can't be cheap and entitled that doesn't make sense that's such a crazy combination of things i like i walk into whole foods with my head held low i am broke i'm not entitled when i walk into fucking food for less it's with my head held high and i don't walk in there and be like hey these apples are moldy i'm like no these apples are fucking 30 cents each i'm gonna buy these moldy apples you're either cheap and pretentious or no i'm fucking up the whole thing uh in my head, I wanted to, I wanted to do like an entire set about Lyft and Uber, but it's already completely come down to me just complaining about it. Uh, it's really bad. Like it's got like it's genuinely affecting my life disposition. My uh, notes page in my phone. There are more complaints that I'm practicing writing to Lyft than there are jokes at this point. It's very sad. There's like, hey, why did the chicken cross the road? But then there's three of, well, how come you put an illegal U-turn in my route? That's not fair. 
How could I make an impossible ETA? You're defying physics. Um, it's I try my best to like be friendly. It's it's customer service, and it's still a fucking like. There's so many worse jobs I could have when it comes down to it. I have a job where if I need to take a week off, I could just fucking do that. That's beautiful. I should be grateful. But then every time somebody comments on the weather. Uh, all I can think of my head is like, don't say fuck you. Don't say fuck you. Don't say fuck you. Like, are you kidding me? That Tony, if you're going to talk about the what, just don't try. It's okay. We don't have to talk. That's so like, like if I'm, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor. Uh, it'd be like going up to just a girl at a bar and just be like, you're a lady. Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think that would work. They never like it never leads to anything. What who has ever had a good conversation that started with the weather? Like who had like who had a good like who's like, man, it's been hot recently. Yeah, global warming, right? Fuck yeah, Al Gore did have a point, didn't he? And then you actually solve something, you're like, Okay, well moss can be used for fuel. Uh that's really nice. Um <laughs> Riffing, baby. It's exciting times. Uh, just warming you up for my material. I'm really like this is this is comedy for me. I uh, I just get the bar real low, and then I do my mediocre material. Like, okay, that was kind of a joke. Um, <laughs> but I do uh, I do like the fact that you get to be your own boss for Lyft. Uh, I've never been like in a managerial position before. I've never been a boss, and I learned with Lyft that I. I'm an incredibly unreliable boss. I really am. Like, do not hire me to run uh, anything. Uh, I don't know if you guys have a boss where it's fun, but your boss just takes way too many weed naps. It's totally disruptive. I feel like office morale is up, but the company's going under for sure. My level of... Uh, ADD, I think, is bad for Lyft because basically, like, all somebody needs to do is, like, say the word television. I'm like, yeah, that's what I should do with the rest of my shift. Like, how can you, how are you supposed to have a job where somebody can't yell at you for leaving? Like, there's no way. Any point in my life, if I found out I could just leave, I would have done it every single time. Like, are you telling me in college, if you came to the realization, it's like, you could just stop right now. You realize that, right? Like, there's, I wouldn't finish one test ever. This is so, uh, Casually transitioning back into jokes. We're doing it. We're sticking with Lifted Uber the entire time. I'm so horrible with respecting Pam's themes. You take the time to come up with it. You have t-shirts even now. Um, I came with the Sharpie to just write my non-Uber jokes on the back of the t-shirts just so it still made sense for the show, but I don't know if anybody would want that. Uh, uh, anybody else, any of the like comics especially who went up and talked about Lifted Uber, the disposition of... Uh, do you admit that you're a comedian? Have you guys had that mental dilemma? That's such an interesting thing. Because I'm at this point, like, I'm in it now. I It's not even a matter of if I like comedy. This is just, like, I have to do it or my parents were right. Like, this is, I can't stop. This is me now, and it takes up so much time. And if I don't tell writers that I'm a comedian... I genuinely don't remember what else to tell them. They're like, so what do you do outside of this? I'm like, oh, don't say comedy. What else do people do? Uh, TV. Um, it's very sad. It's the, like, 
I can't tell if it's sadder to be a comedian working for Lyft or just to be like, this is it. We made it, Lyft driver, baby. I'm just going to put the direction towards east. I'm going to say, anybody going east, let's go, and we're going to see where Lyft takes us. Uh, craziest thing that one, like, there's only one crazy thing that happened in my car because everybody always asks, like, what crazy shit goes down? Like, you must meet the weirdest people driving for Lyft. Like, who's the weirdest person that's been in your car in San Francisco? And I think when they ask me that, that they're thinking of the bus. Like, I think that, because that's like, the crazy people don't take Lyft. That's cra- you need a credit card to be in my car. There are rules, all right? Crazy doesn't do well with rules. That's why they take the bus. They say there are rules on the bus. They say there's a camera in the front. But if you look closely, that camera is just a sticker. There are no rules. (laughs) So many rules in my car. I've never had somebody get in my car, pull out a swisher and a knife, uh, gut it, dump the tobacco on the ground, fill the swisher with weed and shrooms, which I didn't even know was a thing that you could do. And then smoke it via transit. I've obviously never happened. Like, that's never happened in my car. I've seen that on Megabus three times, though. That's the crazy thing. Like, you make that midway stop in Stockton, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, my geography is way off with that joke. Stockton's not midway to anywhere. If Stockton's like halfway, oh, God, you're just going to stop in the middle of Nevada. That's not good. Um, I'm not, a, I'm not good at, all right, we're officially just not doing Lyft and Uber anymore. We're like, gee, I'm so miserable at geography. When I, this is like, I wish this was a joke. Uh, eighth grade, I had hair on my balls. Eighth grade, I failed the geography test because they gave us the whole fucking test. All it was, it was just the United States of America and all the states were blank. And all we had to do was fill it out. They didn't even make us do the capitals. They're just like, fill out the states. I wrote New England seven times because I didn't know which one of those states was New England. None of them, apparently, is bullshit. The fucking Patriots made me take summer school. It's awful. Very frustrating. Um, <laughs> the one geography class I did take uh, that I like, I got an A plus in. Um, it was because this was ninth grade, and it was the greatest teacher I ever had. She was amazing. Uh, I don't know how she was in Ventura, which is where I grew up, because it's a very redneck area. But she was just this like, just straight from like, like she fucking beat up less liberal Berkeley teachers. Like, that's the kind of, like, she's, like, aggressively fucking wonderfully liberal. We went in for geography day one, and she's like, all right, you can all find a map. We're going to talk about black studies. It was the greatest class I ever had. I took black studies in ninth grade in a class full of white people. Somebody's phone went off during the week that we were watching Malcolm X uncut, by the way, which was fucking awesome. There are a lot of titties and fucks in that movie. Uh, a phone went off, and I literally thought the child was going to die. Like, I thought, like, you know, you talk about, like, teachers having sex with children. That's kind of gross. Have you ever seen a teacher get so bad at a phone going off during Malcolm X? You're like, ooh, get Skylar out of here. This is going to be ugly. Skylar. That is, like, probably the whiter name I could think of. That's Ashton, maybe. Skylar is more, like, no, Ashton's down on the ground. You're up in the sky, Skylar. Nothing can slow you down. 
Cinco de Mayo, baby. I dig this. Uh, this is why I like doing music back shows. The longer sets is just, oh, filler is just a thing I miss. Um, <laughs> that's so, god damn it. I get what Mitch Hedrick was doing with the bassist in the background. It makes sense. Filler is a beautiful thing. I need a bassist and some heroin, and then comedy is going to take off for me for sure. Uh, <laughs> This has been a very, this has been a night where I've never come closer to doing heroin in my life. I'm right there. There's like, this has been, I mean, you guys, you guys are awesome. I'm coming off like one of the funkier sets I've ever had. I had uh, like a poor woman's Leslie Jones like attack me on stage basically 20 minutes before I came out here, which was super exciting. Uh, I was so depressed after my set that I watched 10 minutes of hockey intently i understand all the rules of hockey now that's how upset i was after my set um i lost it all though it's gone already uh oh fuck how long do i need to do pam <laughs> all right uh this is you guys are awesome uh I'm, this has been a weird night but i hope you had a really good time give it up for pam benjamin she always puts on awesome shows How long do I have to do? That's enough. You've worked hard enough, Clay Newman. Thank you for normal people for being here. Yay! Non-comedians, I love you. Um, Pam Dest's Comedy Clubhouse is every Friday from 8 to 10. Next week is I Heart, uh, or I Love Clitoris. I, I Love Taurus, Clitoris. It's, everyone's a Taurus. <laughs> That, that that's what they have it because it's their birthday or whatever it's comedy thank you guys so much for being here thanks David Sons we're running the ones and twos and uh, everybody listening online and we'll see you next week bye
pizza. We didn't get to see Green Day, but we got pizza. Oh, uh, we had of, a we had a huge mm. fucking pizza. That's. Are you a big fan of Green Day? I am a big fan of Green Day. What? I saw them She's the last night. tour. Their tickets sold out. I tried to get the tickets. They sold out in 15 minutes when they played at UC Theater. But then I they released tickets like two hours before the show, and bam, I bought them. I was oh, like, awesome. Either I'm going now, or I'm going to have to wait to see them again. And I'm glad that I did, because UC Theater, I'm not sure if you're familiar. It's such like a... It's an old movie theater they turned into a venue, and they were like... He it's was in like Berkeley. Right Is it on the there. campus? It's like a block from the campus. I might have seen a ballet there. Yeah. Oh, ballet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's a cool venue. It's kind of up and coming now. They have a lot of big names that are performing, but um, but it was pretty cool to see him so close, because I'd always seen him at, like, Warped Tour. You see theater. We want social distortion tickets. I know. Uh, they're not... I they're, mean, they won't give us tickets to, like, uh, a The kid. shows that we want to go to. <laughs> but um, they're having a good show coming up in April. Are you a fan of the zombies? From the 60s. I'm talking yeah, like yeah. British Invasion yeah. Zombies. Yeah. They're doing like a 50-year anniversary of um, Odyssey. And I am I just love their music, so I'm going. They were at Stern Grove <laughs> a few years ago, you know. They were at, they were at Stern Grove, and they I think they were at the Fillmore. Yeah. And they were like at Yoshi's, but I missed them those three times. So now I'm not going to miss them, I hope. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know how that happens when you're like, shit been like five times <laughs> well at least i saw radiohead but i'm gonna see them in april i guess <laughs> that was such a shit show um it's so i don't know what bad. happens with Ticketmaster, but um we were on the on Ticketmaster uh the moment it went on sale like, like even we were, before we were an hour in we were already on the website with our cards ready or i think you can sign in and your cards are already on the in the system yeah and then as soon as they, it went on sale, like at 10 a.m., they were sold out. So somebody called Ticketmaster that from our work, and he asked, like, why are there no tickets left over when we were on the website, like, before it even went on sale? And apparently there's this thing now where you can call Ticketmaster before tickets go on sale and reserve a ticket. What? Have you heard of this? No, but that explains a lot. Yeah. So... I was pissed, to say the least. Yeah, because we were really banking on one of us, at least. I didn't even know you could do that. I mean, I'd probably be one of those assholes who would do that for Radiohead, right? But (laughs) You're such an asshole. But I didn't know. Like, it's not like they advertise it, and I know why, because people who do know, like, are going to get tickets no matter what, you know? And it was, I tried to get tickets to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and it was the same thing. Like, the tick, we couldn't get in, and if we did get in, it was, like, the really expensive tickets, which we probably should have bought. StubHub. Fuck them. Yeah. But even the, even the tickets for Red Hot Chili Peppers aren't as expensive as as Radiohead. Yeah. That happens. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny, though, because in other cities, it's like $70 at the most. And here it's like $275. A picture where it's like $75 in New Orleans. It's like, should we plan a trip there? Because at least it's cheaper (laughs) to go there. $200 ticket, too. It's probably, yeah. (laughs) How much are the tickets? Um, $275. Wow. And on the website, they were, what, $95? Yeah. Wow. Which is still expensive, but it's like, well... You can justify it because you only go to see them once every couple of years. Yeah. Are these scalpers raising the price? StubHub? Yeah. Like bastards. Yeah. 
Like, they're trying to make it where uh, st- uh, scalpers can't get tickets, but StubHub's, like, a whole, like, company who has employees, like, ready to buy tickets from Ticketmaster and resell them for a profit. So, yeah, they're scalpers, but they're just, like, more official scalpers. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know StubHub was in on it. Yeah. Like, as soon as they went to sell, they had tickets for double the amount that Ticketmaster was asking for. So, it's oh. kind of like, okay. So, they called, rigged the system, and said, save us these tickets. Yeah. We're, we're going to make a killing. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, my dude. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Well, Drinks are shattered. Well, I'm just, I'm glad at least I saw them at Outside Lands. I've seen both of them, actually, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Radiohead, but I coughed up the money to go to Outside Lands, but at least I had the, you know, I had options. Yeah. (laughs) It wasn't just to see one band, but I would totally understand if you were like, I'm dropping 300 because I really love this band and I really need to see them. That makes sense. But it's just the whole process is totally fucked yeah <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah i think yeah. they need to work on that i went with uh my fiance and we she really likes oasis and mm. we, she tries Me to too. get uh tickets for oasis and she's like it's very mysterious the good seats are always sold out before it even goes so we never knew and now you guys just you kind of explained it to us so yeah. it's cool mm-hmm. yeah do you think they'll get back together i hope so did you see the documentary <laughs> No, I wanted to. Oh. It was playing over, over here at the Alamo. I think I could buy it online. Yeah. Did it? Um, was it worth it? Yeah, it was great. Okay. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah, if you're a fan, you'll really like it. Okay, I'm gonna watch a huge it fan. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you know do you I'm like doing. Liam or Noel? Um, There's just two kinds of question. people in the world. I don't know. I kind of I, I find Liam more entertaining. Yeah. But they're both assholes. They're both jerks. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love them. Yeah. yeah. I saw them when they toured in 2005. Was that the last tour that they did? No, they did another one after that. I think 2008, maybe? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that one. Yeah. 2005. That's the one I saw at yeah. the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, that's awesome. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, was Liam able to sing pretty well? Yes. Still? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why was he not singing he really well? His voice has been declining. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, yeah. he does a lot of shit, so. Yeah. I was going to see BDI, but I didn't end up seeing them. <laughs> really? They were at the Warfield. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to see Noel, too. Fly, um, High Flying Birds. Yeah. I didn't make it to that. I went to that show. It was actually... Oh, you did? Yeah, it was pretty fun. He's pretty good. He, he is. Did you see that... That snap that I did, um, we had a talent show at, uh, we had a huge conference in Vegas and people did cover songs. There was a, uh, our APJ uh, team did um, Don't Look Back in Anger and the guy was singing it like perfectly and I was just like, good God, he needs to win. And then I was looking at my coworker who was like the only other person who knew what Oasis, who Oasis was because she's from the England. So we were just like, oh my God, it's so good. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it was pretty, yeah, I was impressed. Did he win? He didn't. No. Because everyone was doing like ACDC and uh, Final Countdown and, you know, all the typical like rock songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then my team, our team did um, Staying Alive. Oh, cool. Which was okay, but... I was like, we should have did David Bowie. Which David Bowie song? Um, I was thinking Let's Dance. That's very good, yeah. But um, there's so many, right? 
Yeah. There's I was, too many good ones. I was just like, who cares about John Travolta? <laughs> but I get it. It's like a danceable. <laughs> the like, Bee Gees, hello. Everybody, yeah. everybody knows it, but David Bowie's superior to all of that. So. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> In my I think David Bowie's one of those artists, like, no matter what your genre you're into you you still can listen to bowie yeah, yeah you know he he did it all he he covered it all in you know decades worth of music but no you're right the bgs are awesome too <laughs> it's hard to weigh all the options did you want to play another yeah song? could i could i play a track off of uh the vagabond album is that it's on bandcamp it's on bandcamp yeah, yeah i have i have the bandcamp app on here okay for situations such as these <laughs> okay awesome let me see if i can find it because um we had that uh that one guest on a recto and i just actually yes. I, need to, I need to find it because it's like <gasps> what does she play what's the instrument called um it's not a glockenspiel um it was like um indian trance uh music or Hindi music, I don't know what it's called. But how she had the thing, that bag. It's kind of yeah. like a bagpipe, but it was really like. God, it was so soothing. That's what I should listen to when I have the heating pad on my neck. Oh, Something relaxing. So good. Okay, you guys, ready? Mm-hmm. So ready. Okay, I'm gonna play uh, "Sexophone" by Low Leaf. Okay, here we go. Thank you. 
that goes. <laughs> There's a ghost at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> thanks for letting me play those songs. Yeah, yeah, sure. Thanks for coming on, at DJ Lonely. Yes. Are you still lonely? Uh, no, I have a fiance. <laughs> but she's listening, and yeah. she better not hear that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's kind of my. I you know I do like to work really late at night and kind of like oh. you know kind of like in the shadows or. And yeah. that's how you are. That's when you're the most productive, and exactly. that's when you get stuff done. Exactly. Yeah, that golden hour between midnight and four. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I find myself wide awake. Sometimes at those hours, not often, not as much as I used to be, but sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm just awake right now, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> ready to get some more projects out there. And do you have anything, um, do you have any appearances planned? Uh, okay, yes, that, no, I'm so, I'm so lazy of, now. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could um do more scratching live and st- I do I do stuff with Quest. So Quest. occasionally DJ Quest, he puts on he does stuff for uh what's the thing they do in May? Um takes over the mission. It's like um Sunday Streets? No, it's they do the big uh uh, well, anyway, well, I'm sorry. It's one it's of the okay. things that takes yeah. over this. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's, uh, oh, um, oh, I know which one it is. It's the Brazilian. Yeah, it's the Brazilian. Exactly. It's uh, Carnival. Yeah, car- Carnival. That, thank you. It's Carnival. So <laughs> it's going to bug me. I was he, like, I should know this. Yeah. And then occasionally uh, with the Horizons crew, we perform at Amoeba on Hate. So that's oh, fun. that's fun. Yeah. Well, let us know if you're going to be at Amoeba. For sure. And we'll make it. For sure. Yeah, we need cool. more reasons to go there. The last time I saw an in-store at Amoeba was Scott Weiland. Wow. And he was still alive. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's... Oh, wait. That's not true. No. Third Eye uh, Blind. Third Eye uh, Blind. That's the last one I oh, went yeah. to. Yeah. But that was a while ago. But that it was, was only the singer, right? It was only... Uh, Stephen Jenkins. Yeah. Did you see the Violent Femmes when they were there? No. No. Oh. Did you? Yeah. Was it I fucking amazing? So bad. It was pretty cool. Why didn't we go? Because I was working. <laughs> And you why were working. Did, why didn't I we go? have jobs? Um, oh, and then that's also right. we didn't get tic- we didn't get to the tickets sold out for the yeah, Fillmore the shows. Fillmore. And they always sell out, so now we know if yeah. they go on sale. Yeah, girl, we gotta be on it. Yeah. Sorry, my lipstick was so, on there, and then some other stuff. Came yeah, off. it looks pretty gross too. <laughs> they only sang like two or three songs max, so you didn't miss that. Oh much. really? Did yeah. they sing the good ones? I think they did. One, one. They they sang two. I was just like, uh, and then they uh, sang "Blister." Yeah, yeah. The sun. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. goody, goody oldie but goody. It would be worth um, seeing them at the Fillmore. Yeah. Next definitely time, definitely taking me to see them. Next time, I tried to get them for an interview, but I think they're just they're too good for for me. We need to raise your guys's profile. <laughs> <laughs> raise it up yeah. raise it up I mean we've had don't get me wrong we've had some good ones just recently yeah I can't think of any that were well the last big one we did was Peter Hook I know he didn't do an interview with you Mm-mm. it's been a couple of years The from New Order oh cool yeah yeah. he's gonna be here next week New Order is touring again right? yeah New yeah. Order's touring I think since we're not going to see Radiohead I might just buy a ticket to see New Order <laughs> Oh yeah, but I've seen them. I've seen them a couple times. 
Yeah. I saw them when Peter Hook was still in New Order, too. That's but a touchy I, subject. I mean, I don't know. I always enjoy myself, so it's like a done deal. It's like, okay, I know what I'm paying for. I know I'm going to hear like all the songs I love. Yeah. And then they do the tribute to Ian Curtis, and then yeah. Life is Grand. <laughs> Which I might need by April if this shit continues. Oh, I know. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't You're have just... health insurance. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if I make it that long, if I make it till April, then it w- it'll be worth it. Yeah. But yeah. You never know. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Do you, do you guys... Um... You guys podcast this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll be, be on um, our website, mutinyradio.fm, and it goes up pretty quickly. It goes up within like an hour um, if everything goes well. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we have our If not, we have a backup. Our good old Amadeus to back us up. Cool. I'll definitely and promote the podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I saw that you invited some people. I couldn't yeah. do it because I created two other events. Facebook oh. is like, fuck you. You can't even promote your own yeah stuff yeah so i was really mad and i was like here you go people freaking like take it and shove it up your ass (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're just trying to get it out there i was trying i just feel like when i put when i make the effort there's always like more barriers instead of ways to to help me get the word out i don't know if you had that experience yeah, there's always barriers for everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, I'll definitely try and get the podcast out there for you guys. Yeah. yeah thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, we're trying to do it more more regularly. I mean, this is our first show in what, six weeks? It's but been it's, a while. it's a new year, and we're not looking back. We're not looking back. Don't look back in anger. Yeah, we don't look back in anger. Uh, <laughs> I just say. <laughs> um, February, uh, we have a couple things going on. Do we? We do. February 11th. Mm -hmm. um, We have a band coming in. And then February 28th, I think the guy that was supposed to come tonight, J-Y, J-Y, J-Y. Whatever, however you pronounce your name, (laughs) sorry we're butchering it. I thought it was J-Y, like Chinese. J-Y-E-I, worldwide. I'm sure his name is just J. He's just being funny with the spelling. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be a hoot. (laughs) We'll find out February 28th. Don't miss out. <laughs> February. Oh, wait. 25th. 25th. You yeah. said 28th. I know. I messed up. Right. Today's the 28th. Yeah. Today is Chinese New Year. So happy New Year to uh, San Francisco. Happy New Year to... <laughs> Gong Choi. Yeah. I don't know how to... What does that mean? I heard it before. I think it just means like happy New Year. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just means Thank you. what it means. <laughs> We'll I, I don't actually know. So yeah. yeah. We need a direct translator. I know that we saw the commercial. Was that what did I see it with you? Who did I see the commercial? A with? rooster? No, it's like a commercial for Hong Kong Airlines. Where did I see it? Maybe. And it was like, Oh, please, you know, use us to get to Hong Kong and like luxury, blah 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 and then she said that at the end of the commercial. And I was like oh. I don't remember where I said that. It's a shitty year. <laughs> no, it's better than last year. We had a really last day of Bowie last year. That's true. That was pretty depressing. And Prince coming up. Oh, okay. Let's get back to the music, shall we? We should. Mm-hmm. 